Isn't it been great just to be together uh, this morning? We can say this morning. We can say this morning. Remarkable. Um, I wonder if any of you have found yourself in a strange room at night. Perhaps you're away on business, you're away for a holiday, and you're in a room that is not, you're not familiar with, and in the middle of the night, you want to get up because you need the little boy's room or the little girl's room, but you don't want to wake your partner. And so up you get, and you're feeling yourself around the wall, trying to think, now, where was that door? Have you been there? I've had that before. You're feeling around the room, and eventually you start knocking into stuff, and maybe knocking stuff off the side, until eventually you think, I really have disturbed my partner enough now that I might as well turn the light on, see where I am, and get the job done. As soon as you put the light on, it's easy, isn't it, to know where you are. We just heard, in him was life, And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That was a reading from John's Gospel. Why does John use light and life to describe Jesus? What does he mean by using that terminology? I want to just share a few thoughts about light and life this morning. Firstly, light helps us see. It shows us the way. It shows where we've come from. It helps us see the obstacles in the room that we want to avoid when we're looking for the little boy's room. Without light, we live in darkness. Could you imagine if there was no sun, if there was no electricity, if there were no candles, if there was no fire, if there was no means of getting light, we'd be surrounded by darkness. Our lives are shaped by light. When the big light gets up in the morning then we get up and go to work. In light, whether artificial light or natural light, we live. Life begins. We generally don't live in the dark. We sleep in the dark. We live and work and go about our lives in the light. Now, I know that's not totally true, but you get the point. Life happens when it's light and we can see. In our hemisphere of the world, it's probably easy to reflect on light at Christmas time because for some of us, we get up in the dark, we go to work in the dark, we finish work in the dark, we come home and it's still dark and we hardly see the light. For some of us, we're craving those longer days again when the light is there for a little bit longer. For some of us, we dash over seas to try and find a place where there's a little bit more light because we crave light. It's easy for us. John describes Jesus as light because he helps us see. Secondly, John describes Jesus' life as light because he helps us live. He uses that language of Jesus is life as well as light. He helps us live. Now, John writes this gospel. John was one of his disciples. So John, if anybody could say, I've seen his life close up, John could. He'd seen how Jesus showed humanity how to live, how Jesus interacted with people, how he treated people, his kindness, his mercy, his love, his grace, how he cared for the poor, how he was against injustice, how Day by day and week by week, Jesus tried to encourage people to lift their gaze to the light that was God and to live in relationship with him. Whenever people encounter Jesus, John argues, they get life. 
Light shows stuff. And John concludes that Jesus' life is like light because it shows us how to live. So he combines light and life. Thirdly, Jesus, and listen carefully to this, is the aha moment we seek. When someone explains something to us that we don't understand, it could be Mike in his science lab trying to explain an experiment, and we just don't get it until eventually we go, aha, I see. Isn't it interesting how we use the language of sight to describe understanding, perception, getting something, maybe revelation of some kind? John wants us, as we think about Jesus, to have that Aha moment. He wants us to move beyond just thinking about Jesus as the man of history who lived 2,000 years ago. And probably most of us in this room would agree, yes, he was a historical figure. And maybe we'd also agree that his life was pretty commendable. He lived a good life and there may be aspects of his life that we go, yeah, that's worth imitating. That's worth emulating. We might even say his life is like light to us because it shows us something. But John wants us to go further than that. He wants us to recognize that this life, this light, that yes, did live and come and dwell on this earth 2,000 years ago, is still a life and light to encounter even now. He wants us to have that, aha, I see moment about Jesus. He wants us to see that his life is there to help us today to live by, to see by. Have you ever looked at one of those pictures, the Find Wally? Or do you remember the craze some years ago of the magic eye, those 3D images that you'd stare at for ages, desperately trying to see what's really going on in that picture, and when you see it, you see it. Or what about the picture, many of you will have seen the picture of, is this an old lady or a young lady? And we all see firstly one or the other, but again, as we work hard and stare at this thing, we suddenly go, ah, I see the other, I see the opposite. Once seen, we don't easily unsee it. John wants us to know that though we physically see, there's a deeper seeing that he wants us to have. He doesn't want us, as I've said, to just simply think about Jesus as this historical figure that maybe occasionally we reflect upon. Perhaps once a year we think about him and we may in that moment go, yes, he was a good man. And yes, there's some things I can learn from his life, but we don't really see. John wants us to have that, aha, I see. This is who he really is. Now, John knows that even when we see the light, it's not that there's no darkness around. He knows that this world is full of darkness and we only need to look at our own lives or the world around us with all that's going on to see there is plenty of darkness around, is there not? We can think of Ukraine, we can think of food shortages or lack of heat, we can think of famine, we can think of the refugee situation. There's so many things going on in our world that speak of darkness and we can look at our own lives and say, do you know what, I've experienced some darkness. It's been true for my family, my life over this last few years and even post 
post-COVID and lockdown, it's, it's been tough. Life has been hard for various reasons. There's been times when I thought, I don't really know what God's doing or saying. And there's been things happening that I couldn't fix and I couldn't solve. And fortunately, somewhere through the year, I had a chance to stop and to pause and to pray and to cry out to God and to reflect and to start to look to the one who is supposed to be light. And as I started to read his Bible, God started to speak. I sensed God speaking to me through a psalm. For the, those of you who don't know the psalms, it's part of the Bible. It's poetry and song and prayer. And God started to speak to me about darkness and how that in darkness, He is always present. How in darkness, His sight is not limited or hindered. Mine might be, but His is not. And that in darkness, He will always be there. Now, He doesn't promise, as John doesn't either, that there will be no darkness. But what he says is, I will always be there with you in it. According to John then, we can look at Jesus and see his life as light and life. We can have that aha moment. Not that all darkness is gone, but that we know he is there with us. Let me wrap it up. At the end of that reading that we just had from John, It said this, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now we believe, many of us, that Jesus lived. But John wants us to go further. He wants us to put our trust in this one. He wants us to believe in a deeper way. He wants us to go, ah, this one truly is the Son of God. This one truly is still alive. This one truly can still shape my life and is not just a historical figure to learn about. And John says that if we do that, we are welcome into the family of God. The family of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. A family that is light and life. Not light that we visit once a year. Not light that we occasionally look towards and think about. But actually, he says, you're welcome into a family, the atmosphere of which is light and life. You could say the interior, that God, by his Holy Spirit, comes and lives within me and amongst us as we believe and trust in him. You could say this is a family in which God is close. said to you and I heard you think you've heard clearly that by that I don't mean there is no longer any darkness but that light is always with me there may be times when I struggle to see that light but at any moment I can turn to God and lift my heart to him and say Jesus reveal again be light to me be life to me speak to me guide me let me know something of your presence. As I close, I want to invite you somehow to respond to this light. As Christmas races towards us, let's take a moment to respond to the one who is declared by John as light and life. This Jesus who, his life as life and light has impacted millions through the ages. His life 
as life and light that continues to give aha moments to people day in, day out. If you want to respond to him this day, this morning, just want to, maybe you just want to echo my words as I finish by praying for us. Jesus, we thank you that not only did you come 2,000 years ago, but actually you're alive and present right now. And we welcome you, Lord Jesus, into our midst. I pray for myself and my friends here gathered this morning that you would, this Christmas, give us those, aha, I see, moments. Maybe we've simply thought of you as a historical figure, but I pray the reality of your life today would break into our lives and we would see in a deeper way. Lord Jesus, help me see, I pray. Amen.